Hello, and welcome to Everybody's National Parks. Today, Brian speaks with Ken Wild, the Cultural Resource Manager and Archaeologist for the Virgin Islands National Park and Virgin Islands Coral Reef National Monument. Brian and Ken will talk about damage to cultural remains and artifacts as a result of Hurricanes Irma and Maria last September 2017, and they will also talk about the history, the cultural history of the island. As always, show notes for this episode can be found on our website, everybody'snationalparks.com. Thank you for listening. I am uh, I'm here with Ken Wild. He is the cultural resource manager and archaeologist for the Virgin Islands National Park and Virgin Islands Coral Reef National Monument. Uh, Ken, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to uh, to speak with us today. So first things first, you know, we're speaking to you several months after after Hurricane Irma and Maria. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the archaeology and, and kind of uh, and that backdrop for the Virgin Islands National Park. But first things first, as far as you know, how are things on St. John right now? Well, um, I haven't been there um, in, well, gosh, I guess... Uh, we, I left about the end of October, and uh, so you know what I know is you know where it is right now is you know just trying to stay in touch with with the um, staff we have there in the park, um, trying to figure out you know what's been accomplished um, since the storm, and uh, and you know just trying to figure out where we're going to go next. So, right, uh, a lot of great challenges ahead of us, a lot of opportunities ahead of us. And um, I'm really looking forward to getting back to it. Um, I, w- I, w- I was there for the hurricanes. Um, I was I was on St. John. I was at my house. It's about a thousand feet that overlooked Cinnamon Bay, um, and it was it was pretty exciting. Um, I was very I was very fortunate to have um, you know some folks uh, staying with me that uh, when things. You know, got difficult. You know, we all pitched in and were able to, you know, make the situation <laughs> survivable. Right. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> and well, then, uh, of course, once that storm was over, the Park Service decided to ship folks out that had some severe damage to their homes to uh, Puerto Rico, uh, where we were received just wonderful by the people there. And uh, got to ride out Maria there, another exciting storm. Um, a lot of good stories. Right. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so then you know, you know, eventually you know, uh, we needed to go to the states. Right. So that's you know, I'm I'm basically working on you know archaeology for the park, but just remotely. Right. Well, you sound um, you sound like you have a a more positive disposition uh, than I would have guessed from someone. You know, we uh, w- Danielle and I were there with the kids about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. Here we are in late January of 2018. And um, for us, just reading about the devastation, hearing from friends, uh, we're heartbroken. You know, we, we felt like we were there, um, you know, we, we were there in this idyllic time before all hell broke loose. So I guess, I guess how, how heartbroken should we be? I know there's an effort right now, and, and actually Danielle and I have raised some money for, for some of the groups that are, uh, that are part of the rebuild, but how, how heartbroken should we be about the island itself and then the national park uh, in particular? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, absolutely things are going to be different. Um, 
and they're not, you know, um, you know, they're not going to be exactly the same as they were. But um, there's silver linings in everything. Yeah. And uh, I, I truly think that um, the island's going to come back better um, and just as beautiful as it ever was. And uh, I encourage people to go. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it, you know, you may not have all the amenities you had, uh, you know, a year ago, but um, it's still a beautiful place. And, um, you know, you can't find a more interesting archaeology and history. Um, right. No, of course, I'm a little prejudiced. Well, let's get into the archaeologist yeah. there, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I would encourage folks to go. Uh, the park's open, and uh, go enjoy. Well, you know what? We're we're of the same mind. It's it's one of the reasons why Danielle and I decided to run with the Virgin Island National Park series. Now, we had, um, as you know, we we do a, a park series at a time. So we'll do seven or eight episodes of Yellowstone, four or five of Zion, which we've done, and. You know, we had Virgin Islands ready to roll, and the hurricanes hit. We didn't know what we would do. And then once we saw the park was open, our thought was, we're aware of your mind. You know what? Let's encourage people to go. Yes, it's different than our trip report that we recorded prior to the hurricanes, but let's see where it is, and let's encourage people to go. So we're, we're of the same mind. So let's telescope it down to, to archaeology. So just, you know, let's start right there. So uh, we, we, we spent a lot of time. Cinnamon Bay at the archaeological our archaeological archaeological <laughs> museum archaeological uh, lab yeah thank you wow uh, with our kids and they loved it as well um, we did see that the museum was was wrecked how did you how did you take care with any of the artifacts and exhibits in the museum um, number one and number two right what about the other well, sites uh, across the island right. So let's start. Let's start with the yeah. Let's start with Cinnamon Bay and and uh, and the little um, historic building, which you know uh, we discovered through archaeology that dated back to the 1600s. Um, I kind of have to go back in time, if, if you don't mind, please. So uh, in 1992, I did a little dig there, and we discovered just how important the the archaeology was right there at the beach. And um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't but a few years earlier that Hurricane Hugo had hit. And, you know, we could, we witnessed how much erosion had taken place with that hurricane. So when the, so when the friends uh, approached me in 1998, what can we do to help, uh, help the park? What, 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 you know, what, what's a serious threat that, you know, we might be able to, to address? And I said, well, you know, there's these ancient chapters that are going to be lost. Um, I mean, you know, they're right on the edge of the erosion line at Cinnamon Bay. And so they, you know, they found the funds for us to develop this archaeology program with the interns. And so it started back in 1998. And, 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 the, and the goal was we knew at some point this was going to happen. Hmm. And uh, so, you know, archaeo- you know, archaeologists, I truly believe archaeologists should address those things that we're going to lose because they're a non-renewable resource. It's like your last. So an archaeology site goes and you don't get it back. You know, it's like the last species of a certain, you know, animal type. Once that last one dies, it's gone and you, you don't get it back. So, 
uh, I knew this was a very significant site, both for the prehistory that it, that was preserved there, but also for the historic part of it as mm-hmm. well. So, um, you know, all in all, when it happened, it was like when we designed the exhibit cases and we designed, you know, what we had in the building, we did it knowing that when a storm came or during hurricane season, we could shut all of this down, get everything out of it fairly quickly, and be prepared for hurricanes. Great. And so, the, you know, and so well, I mean, the purpose was let's enjoy as much, let's get as much knowledge of it as we can before we lose it, and let's enjoy this site, um, this great historic site, while we can and bring it to the community and the visitors so that, you know, eventually uh, we know it will be lost. And so let's, let's make the best of it while, while we have it. So that was, that was kind of, you know, the mission and um, we did it. Well, well, <laughs> oh, no. And I think it brought about a, a greater awareness to, um, you know, the visitors of just how rich the cultural heritage was for the island and, and, and not just for the visitors, but also the community at large. Yeah. So, well, um, so I feel, you know, oh, no, I mean, I, I, I feel pretty good about that. Well, you should, um, you should, and, and that you, yeah. you were that prescient, you and your team were prescient enough. And, uh, look, our, our, we just didn't do a flyby through the museum. Our, uh, we ended up spending a lot of time there because of the exhibits, because, you know, we were staying there and because right. the, the interns who were staffing it were so enthusiastic and kind, especially kind to, they could care less about me, but they were kind to my kids and that our kids just loved going well, to see, great. going yeah. to see the, uh, the interns. And, uh, it ended up being an outdoor classroom for our kids. You know, they thought they were on vacation at the beach. They ended up, um, having a pretty good outdoor classroom lesson for the whole week. So we are, we were very grateful and that's Damn. why we wanted to hear about, uh, what, what the, uh, what happened. Right. Well, that was the, that was the really unique part about the program was that, you know, the public could actually interact with the archaeologists while they were getting the job done. And that, you know, that was kind of like creating for the park a a good interpretive program, but at the same time, we were able to keep the lab open and keep the exhibit open through, you know, a place where we could accomplish more than just cataloging artifacts and doing analysis and writing reports. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we'll get all of that back soon. I hope. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's let's take it a step back here. So, so those who want to come visit and should come visit, they have a little bit of backdrop on the history of the island. Of course, you know some folks come, they think great beaches, swimming, hanging out, but there's this rich, a rich history that spans several eras that uh, that's all encapsulated right in the park and right on the island. So, do you want to? Do you want to give us a quick walk about through, you know, we can touch the prehistoric cultures, the Indians, European colonization, the Danes, and then we can go, we can go right up until, uh, you know, it becomes a, uh, a park and a, and a, and a place to recreate. Sure. Well, you know, that's a lot, but yeah. For the free, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. And, you know, I do, I do a, a friend's boat tour uh, a couple of times a year and, you know, to answer that question usually takes about four or five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your challenge: can you do, can you do it in a few minutes? Yeah. We can we can elaborate right. on interesting things, but yeah, right, right. So I mean, because it is such a rich history, and uh, as you know, when you when you walk um, through the exhibits there at Cinnamon, 
they were based on actual archaeological excavations. Each era that you would walk through as you walk through the, uh, you know, around us working there in those black tables in the middle. Uh, but it was, um, uh, I mean, we can start from the, you know, the, uh, you know, the oldest site we know, we, um, is at Lamisher and it goes back, uh, 800 BC. Wow. So that doesn't mean that's the oldest site. There could, this means it's the oldest one we've found so far. And then, you know, you just, you start at that point, uh, that, you know, and, uh, so you jump into, you know, this succession of prehistoric occupations as, as their material culture changes through time. And, uh, of course that's how we kind of presented it, you know, in the, in the exhibits there at Simon Bay. Uh, going into, you know, that kind of final prehistoric era where uh, we found uh, some fantastic evidence for Taino occupation um, there at Timnan Bay, which was, you know, somewhat questionable before we started digging in 1992. And so, you know, we kind of put the, the nail in the coffin on that iffy part of history. So that was fun. Right. Um, yeah, and we got, you know, we got some really great information about um, the chronology of cultural, religious, social development for for the um, uh, Native Americans uh, that lived in the Virgin Islands. And there's still so much more to explore, um, but, you know, if it hadn't have been for the Friends funding that archaeology program there, I mean, we, we would have missed so much. Right. Uh, before this last storm hit. Why is Cinnamon Bay? It seems that that's a locus for a lot of the history. What's and again, just to give some backdrop, if if someone doesn't know, you know, Cinnamon Bay is where uh, at least the campsites were, and the restaurants, kind of the one of the main um, mm-hmm. main areas where one can can spend in the park, and it's a you know beautiful beach in and of itself. But what what was special special culturally or in terms of feeding oneself? Why, why Cinnamon Bay? Well, before I jump into it, just, just, you know, to understand the overall, you know, archaeological sites on St. John as far as prehistory, Finland Bay's not the only site. I mean, there are sites, you know, all over the island, and there there's sites that are inward. We, you know, we have ceremonial plazas that are, you know, like located um, in the park and, um, Trump Bay has a wonderful, uh, prehistoric site there, but, you know, we focused on cinnamon because of that threat. Got it. Oh, I see. And, and, and also, you know, we, the site itself, um, archeologically, they, they don't have, most archeological sites have a lot of things that disturb them. Trees grow through them, get move artifacts around. Um, people plant crops, and so they hoe and turn the artifact over and mix up the different layers. Um, so there's a lot of things that, you know, as an archaeologist, you kind of have to decipher through all of the disturbances that, that you know, that you know result from a site being abandoned, you know, upwards of a thousand years ago. The site at Simon was perfect. At some point, they decided to put a road over the top of it, and it, it prevented trees, uh, animals, um, whatever, from from making the archaeological deposits be mixed up. So it was 
it was one of those special places that you just don't normally find. I see. And then the and then the fact that it was a place where they, the, the Native Americans, came and they made offerings. So they'd come, they'd make an offering, and then they'd walk away. So they just, you know, they didn't sweep the floor and mix things up. It, it wasn't a place where it was utilized on a regular basis for living in. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those special religious ceremonial sites that allowed for the, the context of the artifacts to be perfect for 500 years. Right. So oh, I see. To lose that would have been would have you know would have been just really you know a shame. And so fortunately, we were able to to get that information out before the next big storm came. <laughs> right. Well, that that's great to hear. So again, it's not it's nothing special about. Cinnamon Bay, other than it was just luckily uh, well preserved and only well preserved for a time, and it could have uh, it could have been wrecked at any point. But uh, that's why there was right. a, an urgency to take a look at it. But it could have been any of these bays or any of these sites. So I, I see, I see what you mean. And, exactly. And remind yeah. me, is it now? I'm trying to. Is it Trunk Bay that has the uh, the the site is the the pen for lack of the stone pen that's underwater. That you can you can snorkel by is that is that Trunk Bay or is that Cinnamon Bay? That's Cinnamon Bay. That's Cinnamon Bay, which is I thought was uh, just to describe it, just you know swimming offshore snorkeling. There is uh, you know, and Ken, you you push back here from misdescribing it, but it, it's it was a stone, clearly man made, a stone pen of some point, a a, a man made right. shape. Um, that may have been some sort of fish pen or something along those lines, but it's uh, for me swimming around. That's- it's pretty eerie to see when you see it and underwater something that was made a long time ago, clearly by by humans. Uh, and that's that's one of the sites you can kind of swim right up to. Correct, and you know, I, I mean, there's you know, there's different kinds of pins in the in the water that we found. We find uh, turtle pins that are usually along the shorelines that were used historically to you know to to, to store turtles for later dinners. <laughs> uh, but this one was it's just different and it, it suggests that it could be prehistoric um, you know th- they were feasting and having huge parties they're on the beach from about 1000 AD to about 1440 uh, it's you know we'll, you, know, you got to have a time machine you know to say for sure exactly if that's what it is but yes. it certainly seems logical that they could have stored their big fish out there because Fry comes around that point and just fills up, and they could have flowed right through where the bigger fish could have been fed. Um, logically, it makes sense. You know, can you say absolutely for sure? Mm. No. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You can make a good argument for it. <laughs> exactly. It's just a, it's a, just to give some context of what to see and how accessible right. it is. It's it's right there. Oh yeah. So just bringing it back it to kind of just this quick walk through history. So you mentioned 1440. Why is that an important year? Um, how, how do we... That was the... Well, you know, the carbon 14 dates end at 1440. Yeah. Um, so the last... I mean, as far as we could push it would be 1440 that they would abandon Finland Bay. Interesting. Uh, I find it interesting that... Um, you know, the archaeological site where the Tutu Mall is on St. Thomas, I helped with the excavations yep. over there. And that one ended about 1440, 1450. So, I find, you know, I find that, you know, really quite curious. Um, 
So, uh, what do you think happened this last year? Um, I had I, we had an intern um, who's getting his PhD um, in Denmark on a lot of the stuff that was dug up by this archaeologist in the twenties at Cinnamon and other places, and uh, it's all stored at Denmark. And he's looking at you know um, the artifacts from St. Croix as well. And uh, there was one, uh, there's this one site called Salt River Bay. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm-mm. But, you know, there's always been this argument, you know, it's a Taino site. No, it's, 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 a, it's a Carib site. And in the last level, Casper um, uh, is his name, um, he, he, he saw that in the collections they had recovered in the very, very shallow blood surface, uh, a carib bowl, which, you know, would have been the last chapter of that particular site, but yet there's a plane of ball court there. So, you know, it kind of raises the possibility, yes, the caribs may have kind of made it difficult for folks living in these satellite islands to maintain um, their sites there. And, you know, we do know from historical accounts, caribs were uh, attacking villages in Puerto Rico. So maybe the fourteen forty is just a result of this incursion by another Native American group moving north. Right. Yeah, again, you know, it's all inference. It's you know, you, <laughs> you have to have that time machine to say for one hundred percent certain. But um Right. You know, each year we learn a little bit more and uh, so yeah. Well but before we get to the you, you know, before we get to the, the Dutch, I, I just if we want to go off the beach here, uh, as it were, petroglyphs on the Reef Bay Trail. Um, you know, one thing that's right. been nice about this project that Daniel and I have done is, uh, at least me, I've been surprised about how many parks out west where petroglyph, petroglyphs, maybe not an apparent feature, but they are a feature. They are there at the parks, and but that's out west. But here we are in, in Virgin Islands National Park. There are petroglyphs on the Reef Bay Trail. So... Um, do you want to talk about rediscovering the petroglyphs and and kind of a, there was a map a mapping project back in 2011, and just how, you know what what are those petroglyphs? What to look for and just kind of some background. Uh, I mean, I mean the petroglyphs have been known. In, in fact, um, I had a I have a um, a gentleman who was an intern last year. Um, from Denmark, part of the, you know, we have that, that program with the University of Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he translated some, some documents uh, that hadn't been translated for us yet. And he found where this gentleman who had been there in the 1760s talks about the petroglyphs. Um, so we think that might be the oldest historical, you know, written mention of, of the rock art there in Leaf Bay. Um, it's interesting what the guy had to say in the 1760s. Um, uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll put it on the, the friend's website at some point. Great. They were, you know, uh, you know. There's been drawings that date back to the 1800s of them, uh, of paintings, and so you know. Uh, when I went down there, I think probably when I was there in 1984, one of my probably the first archaeological project I, I did for the park there. Uh, it, you know, I was, you know, like anybody, I was just fascinated with them. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. these are, these are you know, really cool. And, and, 
One of the things I discovered within the local community was there was a lot of debate as to who did them and what they meant. Um, and, and I discovered, too, there was a lot of debate within the archaeological con- um, community about, you know, the rock art of the Caribbean. Right. Um, I mean, because it, ex- it extends from Venezuela all the way to Cuba. I mean, it's, it's on almost every island in the Caribbean, that, you know, these carvings, these, the Petroglyph carvings. And in some islands, they have pictographs where they, you know, are doing drawings inside caves that get preserved. So, um, I mean, St. John's not unique. And, uh, you know, you know, after, you know, before I came to, to work permanently in the Virgin Islands, I was the archaeologist there for Old San Juan for a while. Right. And, uh, I really got to know the archaeology of Puerto Rico and, you know, got to work with a lot of the Puerto Rican archaeologists and, um, you know, when I went, when I went back, you know, and I'm looking at this rock art, and it's exactly the same as Puerto Rico. Maybe with some little variations here and there, but it's like, well, yeah. I mean, you know, Puerto Ricans know that Taino's carved the, yeah. the, the, this rock art. That's their heritage. But yet there's so much controversy here in the Virgin Islands as to as to what or who did them. And I'm like, there's... <laughs> depends on where you are, right? <laughs> right, right. I think one... So, um, you know, there's such a cultural connection for, for people who live in Puerto Rico um, that, you know, I was just like, no, we we got to get the story right. So, you know, when we were doing the archaeology at Cinnamon Bay, we, you know, we were we were really able to see, uh, we could really infer a lot more about why they were where they were um, and uh, what they, you know, quite possibly you know, were used for in, in, in ceremonial activities that occurred. And so it really helped us to kind of bring out um, a lot more about them. Um, I re- I think I wrote a paper for the International Congress for Caribbean Archaeology uh, and um, just to kind of, like, kind of bring some of that out. And then um, I did a paper for UNESCO and... If you go, if you go to series twenty four on UNESCO, you can download uh, a book they published that you know is just full of rock art all over the Caribbean. Guadalupe has wonderful rock art. Venezuela, um, you know. So I would encourage people to go t- check that out. Sure. Series twenty four, and then my report that I did is in there as well uh, on the rock art um, there at Reef Bay. Sure. Well, uh, yeah. I like that. We'll link that. So yeah, and, and go to the and go to the friend site and the park site. You know, there's there's articles there about um, the rock art. Uh, there was one rock art. We had a curator that found a, a contact sheet where somebody had taken a roll of film and photographed a bunch of the rock art at Reef Bay. Yeah, and uh, and there was one in there that I had never seen before, and uh, and so. Um, we, you know, we, I went looking for it a few times. I couldn't find it. I, did, I, I, I thought, well, if you get a bunch of people to go look for it, then maybe we can, we can locate it. So we, we did a friend's uh, uh, project where, you know, we gave everybody this picture that Susanna had found, the curator, uh, for sure, and, and see if we can't, we can't locate it. And sure enough, this one couple found it. And it was oh, an exciting day. It's a real uh, life I didn't on. know where they were. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, you know, we, we knew rock art was there, but we just didn't know 
where this particular one was that somebody had obviously found before. Um, but, you know, many reports have been written about Reef Bay, and yet I had nobody ever written about this particular um, petroglyph. So that was exciting. Right. That is exciting. So before we leave petroglyphs, what is your, uh, do you have a favorite? What is it, and what is it depict? <laughs> do I have a favorite? Yeah, I got to put you on the spot. Uh, do you have a favorite? Mm, not really. Yeah, you lo- you love them all equally, right? <laughs> oh, I love them all equally. Yeah, I do. I um, yeah, and and um, you know what's what's amazing is if you look at the the, the rock art the, from the cave over there on uh, Anguilla, God, they're just like ours. Yeah. I mean, almost identical. Well, you know, um, you know so. We're not unique, but but that 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 one that 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 one that we located um, recently, fairly recently, um, is different. It it's usually found further south in Venezuela, so so that's kind of cool. So that means folks were there, you know, could have been there a lot earlier, and the spot was used a whole lot longer for ceremonial purposes than you know I, that I ever, than I ever thought was possible. Right. So well, you, cool. you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm speaking as a strict amateur here, but it always is, a, for me, it's a safe assumption. Uh, always err on the side that um, uh, the mobility of the human race and the ability for the human race to communicate. Even in prehistoric times, uh, obviously, it's, uh, it's, uh, it seems like it always surprises folks when uh, you can see the spread of either traded goods or, in this case, cultural artifacts um, seem right. to spread pretty quickly. It's always safe to assume that you know, if it's on one spot, it's going to be in plenty of other spots as, as well. So it's uh, it seems like that's that's the same here. That assumption at least holds here. Right. Um, well, listen. Let's. If you get, if you got, go ahead. If you go on the parts website, um, uh, we had a, a student here recently. Um, he completed his master's thesis on. You'll be found a couple of small uh, gold inlays or pendants. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, you know, one of the theories is one. You know, one of them very possibly or probably may have come from the interior of Colombia. So yeah, you know, it's amazing, exciting isn't it? stuff. But again, that's on uh, that's on the parks website. Right. It may also be on the friends website as well. Um, I want to toggle to kind, a kind of a last uh, uh, big epoch, which is when the Europeans came, the colonization. Right. So we took our kids to the Annenberg Plantation. Which, uh, again, you know, once again, kids thought they were on a beach vacation. They ended up having, and we were glad they had to learn about colonization and mercantilism and slavery, right? And, and you know, right there in front of you at the Annenberg Plantation. Do you want to talk a little bit about the archaeological mm-hmm. process for a lot of the, the, Danish, um, the Danish imprint on the island? Right, yeah. So, uh, uh you know, St. John is just one big, huge, complex historic landscape. Yes. An infrastructure of agricultural activity. And it's just, you know, it's just so fascinating and, and, and in some ways can be, you know, quite overwhelming. So, you know, and, and of course, to dig out the history, I mean, it's, it, it, all of the records were taken to Denmark. Yeah. Uh, so they have a, like a linear mile of Gothic Danish records on on the islands that you know they govern since 
1672. Right. You know, they even, they even showed up in 1665. So getting that information out of, you know, out of there really, I mean, it, it worked really hard to develop, you know, uh, in, in Copenhagen as well, this internship program that we, you know, we, we undertake each year to get graduate students to dig into those, um, those records and then go into the field and actually, you know, dig that, those stories out of, out of, um, out of those archives and, and then out of the field and then, you know, take those two bits of information and those students put together the reports. Um, so you can find a lot of those again on the parks website and the friends website. Um, and I encourage people to go and, you know, take a look at some of these reports because they're, um, yeah, they're, they're interesting. And, you know, and they, and they, they will, you know, kind of give you a sense of, of, you know, the complexity of, of, of the island's, um, history, historical history. And, you know, Ken, what do you, so it's at? a year, it's a yearly effort to just, you know, kind of, you know, make, make that history come alive. I can imagine, which and, is, and, 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 go ahead. No, which is, which is why I, I think, the the follow question is what are you looking forward to um once you can get back in and start your work again what, what do you think are uh what do you think are some of the things that you're going to be uh eager to learn about as you continue the work well we'll you know we'll we'll, we'll continue the Danish program of course um so one of the silver linings i think is you know we we had that little museum down at Cinnamon. Well, and this wasn't a museum it was it was exhibits and an archaeology lab and a historic structure, but um, it, it, it's you know it's it's very possible, and uh, you know I don't I don't want to I don't want to get everybody's hopes up, but it looks very promising that we're going to be able to make a a, a, a bigger and better heritage center for the island. Wow! So. Um, and there's, you know, there's, there's, the friends are, are really pushing through a capital campaign to make this come about. So if that were to occur, then that would be, you know, a huge silver lining to this storm. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, providing more of those stories that we couldn't do in that small space, you know, get on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, to, to really dive into the to the African heritage, you know, who were you, you know, back in the day and, and transitions of, you know, of all peoples and cultures and, and look at you know uh look at look at our heritage in, in more detail, um to be able to present artifacts uh that you know, you know, some of the things we, we did in there were reproduction. Because of where we were, I mean, we didn't want to put the really important stuff in harm's way. Right. Um, but if we build the right facility, we'll be able to, you know, really bring out some, you know, some of the the wonderful objects from the past that we have in the collection. So, right. I'm really looking forward to hopefully helping to make that happen for the park and and the community. Well, it's, it sounds like a, uh, you know, if you get a new museum and you're able to to spend more time on the African, uh, either those Africans who came over in bondage. And then later, if you can, if you can focus in on that along with the 
the prehistoric Indians along with the European expansion. Uh, again, right. just on that little island, when you think you're there just for a beach vacation and a quick snorkel, suddenly you're uh, you're awash in a cultural and archaeological history. What a rich experience, Ken. So that's something that, uh, that makes it right. why it's such a favorite park of ours. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, just last year before the storm, I, I presented a paper um, at the last International Congress. Um, for the first time, they held it in the Virgin Islands there on St. Croix. Uh, and maybe my paper, might, to some might be a little controversial, but what um, I've discovered on the island, and I mean, I just had no idea that we had these kind of sites, but we found some uh, evidence for 17th century occupation. Um, and I, you know, I started asking myself, well, who, who could have been there, you know, in, in, in the mid 1600s? Mm. Um, and you, and you start diving into that era and it's just, oh, this literally just, just, um, so interesting. Um, and I just couldn't stop reading and just, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about really digging out the, the 1600s uh, and presenting that story as well because it's just, you know, so fascinating as to what was going on. The, um, the intrigue between all of the European nations, uh, the, the piracy and the privateering and, uh, and you know, and the relationships of the islands to each other and how, how they all play such a significant role in the development of the Americas. Right. It's just, you know, I was... I, 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 I never thought that we would go down that road, but I was like, "Wow, here, here it is on Little Saint John." Isn't it? And um, yeah, Little Saint John. It's because the park has preserved these sites where, you know, most islands are developed. Right. And so you have this opportunity to have this history preserved, where in other places, you know, it's covered over by a town, right, or a city, um, or you know, whatever. It's it's just it's just because it's a national park, those opportunities are there for for research. Exactly, and and what a what a great note to to wrap up on. Because I agree with you. Unlike the uh, other island, with all respect to the other islands in the Caribbean, um, somehow the national park there f- strikes the balance where you know if you just want to go and hang out on the beach and have a drink and take a swim, you can do that. There's nothing obtrusive about what what we've been talking about here, but if you just take a quick yeah, and look, certainly encourage that as yeah, well. <laughs> go ahead. It's vacation. Have fun. We, we all do have fun. It's vacation, but right. Uh, just right there. If you just take a look, um, the reef Bay trail, there are the petroglyphs, right? We talk about trunk Bay. We right. talk about Simmon Bay. Um, I mean, again, a quick swim and you see, you can see that, that pen, you can see some of these artifacts, which are right there. A quick walk right. to the Annenberg plantation. Suddenly you realize what a richer experience we're having and you strike sure. that balance which is very uh, it's it's i guess it's natural for the park service but uh i think it's probably hard to do in the caribbean so with that i, I have one last question for you which is uh sure. ask, and, we, and i have one last comment i want to make go please before, please. We, before i forget it um so when you it, you know you know for the visitors when you do go there you know please if you find something important uh, leave it there take a picture figure out where you are um Try not to move it for the archaeologist's context is, is everything. And, if, you know, if you can report it to a ranger, please, you know, do that. Because um, what, you, what you may have found could be extremely important uh, 
to us getting a greater and better understanding of of, of the history of the island. So, you know, again, it's a national park. It belongs to all of us. And as the old saying goes, you know, uh, take only pictures and leave only footprints. Right, right. And especially, you know, being uh, with with the last two hurricanes, I think uh, the island has enough of a issue <laughs> in uh, right. self-preservation when it comes to Mother Nature. They don't need, it right. doesn't need any more of a burden from from us taking right. things or, or defacing things we shouldn't do, we shouldn't have. So, but with that, you know, the question I have, we usually ask this question one way, shape, or form for all of our guests, but uh, uh, you can say this either with your professional hat on or just, just as a, uh, a guy who likes the beach. What's your, uh, what's your favorite spot um, in the park uh, on St. John? Do, do you uh. have one? Well, I've certainly spent a lot of time at Cinnamon, so it's it's up at the top of the list, obviously. Um, and the Reef Bay Trail, yeah. You know, you you know when you walk down the Reef Bay Trail, and it's open. You know, you go through this this wonderful vegetation. You go by historic sites like Josie Gut, and you know, and and you get down to Park Forest, and then you you know you go to the Petroglyph, and um, and then you end up at Reef Bay, and then you have the water at the bottom of the trail. It's it's you know it's such a beautiful hike. Yeah, and, uh, it's it's one of my favorite things to do. Right. And then of course you can always catch a boat and go back. Or <laughs> that's know, right. If you're, if you're really if you're into, if you're into a good hike, you can go back up the hill. Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Those are you know, and then and then the hike going out to uh, to Waterloo and yeah. going um, we did that. going past that guardhouse. Yeah. That. You know, it was built to try to prevent people from escaping to freedom. Right. Um, you know, it kind of stands as a monument to people, you know, seeking freedom. Uh, and you get up to Murphy's Great House and you have that fantastic view all the way down to Virgin Gorda, you know, all the way to St. Thomas. And that's, that's a really, you know, that's a really unique place too. Well, well, Ken, what a great note to end on. Again, Ken Wild, uh, the cultural resource manager and archaeologist for Virgin Islands National Park and the Virgin Islands Coral Reef National Monument. Thank you so much, Ken. This was a, a great chat, and, and I appreciate your, uh, uh, your optimism. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I want to go back, so thank you very much. I'm, 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 I'm excited and ready to go back. <laughs> All right. We'll see you down there, then. It sounds it seems, good. It seems like yeah, everything ready for me. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, thanks, Ken. And I will. uh, Thank you. You bet. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to Everybody's National Parks. Virgin Islands National Park is open to visitors. Check the park's Facebook page for the latest status. If you are interested in supporting future archaeology projects, including the replacement of the Cinnamon Bay Lab, visit the Friends of Virgin Islands National Park website to donate. As you heard from Ken, the Friends Group has funded the Archaeology Interns Program since 1998 and provided the funding for all of the research and preservation done at Cinnamon Bay. As always, show notes and links to resources for this episode may be found on our website, everybodysnationalparks.com. You may find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you like the show, write a review and please tell your friends. You may also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or send us your comments at everybodysnationalparks.com forward slash contact. 
We love to hear from you from the parks you are visiting, so please tag us at hashtag Everybody's National Parks on Instagram from the parks you are visiting. Most of all, enjoy exploring the national parks with your family. Bye for now. <laughs>